Yo, 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 this is Oz, host and founder of Salinas Underground Podcast. And this is Claudia Melendez Salinas, co-founder of Voices of Monterey Bay. If you've been paying attention, you probably noticed that we've teamed up with Voices of Monterey Bay to bring you some political coverage. So far, we've interviewed supervisor candidates Steve McShane and Wendy Root Askew and Salinas City Council candidates Carla Viviana Gonzalez and Anthony Rocha. We have much more on tap. This week, we've interviewed mayoral candidates Chris Barrera and Kimberly Craig and District 6 candidate Vanessa Robinson. This experiment of us will continue for the next few weeks or until the election arrives. We don't know whatever comes first. Let us know what you think. Send us an email or find us on Twitter or Facebook. And now, without further ado. All right, we're back and we're here now with Chris Barrera, who is running for Salinas mayor. What's up, Chris? Welcome. Yes, running for Selena Smarin. Thank you for inviting me. Welcome, Chris. And uh, our first question, this is the first question we've been asking everybody is, can you tell us who you are and why did you decide to run? Yes. Uh, well, my name is Chris Barrera. I'm a lifelong resident of Salinas, 52 years old, um, have two grown boys and one uh, beautiful granddaughter that just turned 13 years old. Um, yes. Can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm very involved in the community. I'm uh, the current uh, president of LULAC Council 2055 in Salinas. And uh, we, uh, we do a lot of great things in, in Salinas. Um, we're big on scholarships. Uh, this year we gave out 61 scholarships to graduating seniors here in Salinas from all the high schools in Salinas. And um, when COVID-19 hit, um, we, uh, in mid-March, we immediately took action. And so far to date, we've had 24 food distributions, uh, countywide and, uh, weekly, we, we take numerous calls from, um, residents of, of the city, uh, with complaints, um, from, from civil rights violations, um, um, domestic violence, um, law enforcement issues, um, uh, school district issues and the list goes on and on and on. And is that what pushed you to run or why did you decide to run? I, I decide, well, I, I've, uh, I've grown up in, in the political arena and in uh, what well, my dad was city council in sit in uh, uh, Soledad for, for, uh, for a few years. And he was also involved in LULAC. So I was raised in that environment. So I, I've, I do a lot of advising of, recommending people to go for certain seats and when this seat opened up when our uh, when our uh, mayor passed away uh people started calling me up and i thought it was my duty to be a leader and, a, and an example and so that's why i'm running and what do you think makes you qualified to to be in that position i think uh i'm qualified to be in this position because i'm already doing the work I'm, I'm, I'm boots on the ground. I represent our, our community, our, our community, um, constant, uh, uh, interactions with our community. And, uh, and I think I can do a great job as mayor of Salinas. What do, and what do you think are some of the more pressing issues, uh, that Salinas is having to deal with at the moment? Uh, right now it's, um, it's, uh, affordable housing, the, the homelessness issue, um, our children, we, we have to learn how to invest in our children, um, sidewalks, streets, and, and trees. I hear that all the time when I'm walking the precincts, the simpler stuff, right? Yeah. 
Um, what ideas specifically, you, when you, you talk about homelessness, affordable housing, is there an idea specifically that you have that that the city should be implementing, that you would implement as a mayor to make those issues more easier on the residents? Well, first of all, uh, I think to help all the issues, uh, stop the wasteful spending at, at City Hall. There's a lot of wasteful spending um, as far as the home as the homeless issue um, where we're at right now, it didn't happen overnight. It, it's been a long time coming and uh, we have to treat this issue with very delicately and with, with respect and, and humanity. You know, the, the homeless are our neighbors, our friends, our veterans. Um, so I, I've encountered a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, residents in, in the, in the community that there's a lot of, bad thoughts right now with our homeless you know they just want to be done with them and one young man told me uh he wishes he could put all the homeless in in a bus and when the fires were going on take them up to the mountains and watch them burn and that's when when he told me that I, i i stepped back and i was like wow this is a you know people are really taking sides on this and and it's becoming and it's turning into a very um serious issue you know when when people want to just see that happen you know so so you know i maybe um an idea would be for the rvs create like a koa camp you know where all the rvs could go you know or or uh or the tiny home uh um you know thought and uh you know granted all of those ideas will 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 take um you know somebody working it and keep keeping an eye on it but there there's uh, there's different cities around around the country that have made a little bit of progress on, on homelessness so you know we we would go visit those cities and see what they're doing just so we don't have to reinvent the wheel you know and 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 take different ideas um when when elected i uh, i'm going to be creating a bunch of ad hoc committees you know one of them's going to be for for the homeless you know, uh, and one of them's going to be for affordable housing, and one of them's going to be for school districts. A variety of 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 committees, and uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna invite all the great minds uh, of our of our of our city, and uh, come together and do it together. You know, my tagline is to, "Together we can," and I truly mean that. So you think that that the ability to change is already within Salinas? You just got to bring the right people together. Is that what, so? That's what you're. I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Just, you know, we have to unite as a community and, and uh, stop being so divided. You know, we have to come together. And I, I believe that, that we can solve the, this problem. But remember, the homeless issue, you know, it, it, it's going to take, take longer than, than two years. It's going to probably take four or six years. But but after the two years, I want to show that we we have made progress. You know, it's going to take a lot of time and energy um, going out there and finding out why they're homeless, you know, and then taking action. You know, uh, the you know, some uh, some homeless have have mental health issues. So some homeless just like to be homeless. Some some, some homeless um, uh, are because of domestic violence. You know, it's it's not right to judge everybody just because they are homeless and uh you know we we've everybody has their own story 
and um, nobody's walked in their shoes. And so we have to take case by case. What would progress look like to you after those two years? What do you think you would, what would you like to see? I would like to see maybe a park open for, for the RVs and maybe even a little tent city, you know, somewhere they can go to, so somewhere that they can go to show that they're being helped, um, have mental health uh, resources. You know, a lot of people from other cities and other states come to Salinas because uh, we're known to have resources. Where in, in reality, there's not many resources, but the word's out there. Yeah. So I would like to have resources to help these people because they're, they're not going anywhere. They're part of our community and we have to treat them as such, in my opinion. Let me ask you a question going back to something you said, which was that um, there's a lot of wasteful spending in the city. What exactly, uh, where do you see the spending that you would like to maybe redirect or cut? I would like to, um, our, our our city manager, um, he, he was the sixth highest city manager in the whole state. Uh, we were paying his his house payment. We were paying his car payment. We're all the luxurious uh, uh, things that that he was getting, you know. And I know you have to offer certain things to attract a good city manager, but still, at the end of the day, we're 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 in an emergency status state right here, and uh, we can't be doing that. We we have to have people that want to serve our our community not just for not just just for the almighty doll the dollar and also um we we need to um what's going on in, in old town here you know i in my opinion that should have never that should never happen old town was beautiful you know in my opinion that is and it used to be two uh, two lane road now they they put it down to one lane now they want to go back to two lane and ignore the rest of the city the rest of the city is full of potholes sidewalks sidewalk issues trees i mean um yeah we have to start addressing the whole community you know and not just be servicing one one part of, of the of the community um the uh the city manager pay um all of the directors uh get get very similar um perks you know and uh a, a lot of things that need to be addressed at at city hall uh transparency you know all of those things are going to be addressed uh if elected as mayor mm. all right go ahead no, I was going to say, well, you, you just mentioned the old town. And again, we are right now in old town in our studios. And this is a neighborhood that we here, everyone at Salad Bites Media just loves. And we love all the businesses here. But they are definitely struggling with that double whammy of not only is the construction really hindering people from from visiting those businesses but also covid has you know shut down a lot of them or reduced what they're able to do what can the city do to help these businesses because all of a sudden the small business owner has to go out and buy heaters and wood and something to, to and chairs to put outside um how long you know how, what can the city do to help them because the, the city can 
not make it more difficult on our small businesses because right now they're being asked to to pay a certain fee to put a tent outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, as mayor, the first one of my first orders of business is would, would be to refund everybody that paid that fee because at this time that that's an embarrassment in, in in my opinion. No way would that happen under my watch is to charge a small business x number of dollars just to have a tent outside so they can survive and 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 uh, and do business. That that would be my first order of business right there. And also for small businesses, um, I would be want to revamp the permit center. And right now, to start to start a small business, these new business owners have to jump through hoops. Yeah. And so many of them quit and give up because all all the all the fine wording in a contract or all the extra uh, fees that they're asked to pay for and and it just delays it and delays it and delays it and um, yeah and then they walk into the permit center and they are treated like you know not not very important people not very important residents um, I I get numerous complaints of of their rudeness um you know the 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 inability to serve you know we have to remember that we they're our customers they walk in and they should be greeted with a smile and 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 with respect and you know if the current uh staff can't can't do that well then there should be some some form of lateral move that that they can make um or or find some other job within the city that they would like to do you you know how would you balance it's very interesting what you said about wanting to eliminate that fee for the business owner which is i think very commendable because i'm sure a lot of business owners are suffering right now with mm-hmm. covid and whatnot however the city is facing an 18 million dollar uh, deficit mm-hmm. so how would you balance the need or the the need that the city would have to show some um consideration for the people with the need that the city is going to have with fewer dollars coming in. Right. So, so um, as far as the budget goes, the shortfalls like 9.6 million around that, uh, around that, you know, without laying employees off without uh, doing that kind of thing. And, and at the end of the day, you know, we do have reserves, and I uh, right now I don't see any way around that because I don't want to be laying laying city employees off. But at the end of the day, that's going to that's going to hinder uh, the service for our residents. Um, and and it is not that's not an option in 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 my opinion. So you know we will have to uh, use the reserves. And then when things get better, when when COVID goes away. Um, probably sometime during next year, mid to late next year, we're going to start having to rebuild those those uh, those reserves for our next rainy day. But the reserves are there for a rainy day, and right now it's pouring. So I'm in favor of using the reserves. One of the big issues you said the city is facing is homelessness, and also one of the one of the the growth there again, just just. There is a huge chunk of land that is currently being planned, which is going to be the future growth area of um, Salinas. How would you like to see that develop to, again, to help 
with some of these problems or or alleviate some of these issues. Uh, well, are you referring to the central area plan? Central area and west. Well, yeah, central area for sure. Yeah, but that that whole area, like we've talked about from San Juan grade to Williams, mm-hmm. north of Baranda. Yeah, well, um, the the west area plan, that's already done deal. Um, the, the previous administration has already voted on that. And the only thing, from what I understand, is uh, holding it up is the lawsuit between the school districts and the yeah. city. Okay. And so... Um, yeah, so that's what's holding that up. Um, as far as the central area plan, um, this is a prime opportunity to to increase inclusionary and affordable housing. Um, I think that somewhere along the line, the uh, those percentages have been dropping, you know, slowly, and 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 we need to think about our residents more instead of just giving all the power to the developers. Um, We need to have housing for our residents, our local residents here. We need to, you know, believe and we, we need to want our residents to live where they work instead of spending all their time driving home all, you know, after work. You know, that's more healthy. You spend more time with your family, more quality time helping your kids do homework. You know, the list goes on and on and on. And so um, I would like to see more affordable housing presented in the central area plan, you know, start building up, you know, do whatever you can in order to provide affordable and inclusionary homes for our residents before it gets released and then everybody from the Bay area starts coming down and buying up all the property. Yeah. We talked, uh, we have talked a little bit about that and, and I'm choking right now. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, How it is important to have housing and how right now the, the center, the, the, those plans that, that are being proposed and have been approved to a certain extent don't have a lot of room for cars, which is means that people, the the planners are planning for people to live there and and maybe use mass transit or whatnot. But do how do we balance that with the need for jobs? Because people are probably gonna want to have good jobs, right? And mm-hmm. if there's not good jobs in that area, they need to go maybe to Silicon Valley or. Or how do you balance that? Because you're not creating jobs, you're creating housing. Mm-hmm. Well, well um, w- uh, when elected, there's going to be um, um, a, a committee for affordable housing, and 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 uh, and people like Matt Wetha will, will be serving on 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 this on this committee. And so um, every the average amount of cars per home they say is four. You know, and and the developer right now is like trying to squish everything in, you know, so it can build more homes, you know, more single family homes. And so by doing so, you lose out on 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 extra parking. You know, um, I think when you're when you have a plan, spread it out a little, you know, um, make make extra room for parking and uh, uh that's one thing that that I mean by uh, by um, by not giving the developer every you know 
free reign pretty much um not making it it will extending out streets you know wider streets just so our 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 emergency uh, first responders can get through um you know because all these different i never realized everything that goes into a development of 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 a neighborhood you know you got to think about all all of these things well mass transit's going to be coming to salinas very soon because uh, there's no way to get around that and there's no way to get around people from the bay area coming down here buying homes you know so so that's going to be there for them you know uh, they'll leave in the morning go to work and spend their money over there and then come home go to sleep and start the day off is that a concern of yours that's something that Alt has con talked a big about concern of mine about. yes you know i mean i would like to have people here that already live here and to try and fix this problem about not uh having to go down south to buy a home you know because the average home in salinas right now is 550 uh, from what i understand with these new homes they're going to be a little over six you know and i'm a real estate agent and uh and i see i see that trend and uh when when selling a home i also see the trend of of uh of people from from the bay coming down here to buy home because i mean down here it's it's a deal compared to a home over in san jose so i want to switch it up get a little bit more personal because uh, whoever becomes the mayor of the city i mean it's going to have to be this strong confident person you have you know, 160,000 people that that you you're having to look after essentially um in your opinion what makes a good leader what makes a good leader is some somebody that's not afraid to get out there and 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 speak to everybody um what makes a good leader is always having uh an open door and putting their phone number out there you know i mean people call me left and right you know with questions with concerns um with with the suggestions you know um not being afraid and not being afraid to talk to people and listening to people. Uh, sometimes you just got to sit back and just, if a lot of people have a lot to say right now, and a lot of people are upset with what's been going on in the past years. And I just listen, I just listen, take notes, um, their name, their address, personal information, and uh, also a very good um, uh, mark of a true leader is follow up and getting back to people and actually let me i'm gonna jump in and take another one because i we haven't asked anybody this and i just think about it is because this is your first is this your first jump into elected office yes um how is that like in the middle of curve of the covid thing like because yes, you, right? you can't go to <laughs> can't go to people's doors you can't hold rallies you know or mm -hmm. Or I mean, or I guess you can, but it, that can be used against you. And it's but again, how what's it like campaigning during COVID? Well, um, excellent question. <laughs> um, growing up, when my dad was running, he he would he had this pickup truck and and. and uh, on the bed, he put these big old um, wood walls, right? And he he plastered all of his campaign material. <laughs> and so this was in Soledad, and and him and some of his buddies would go around town with with, with the with the speaker vote for Ted Pereira, <laughs> city council, you know. And he would always be talking about that, you know. And he always had 
we always used to talk about me running for something. And so he passed away last, uh, last, last April. But, um, yeah, it is a little weird. And I think he rubbed off on me a, a tremendous amount um, because right now on my truck, I have my windows are um, crisper or for mirror together. Yeah. We can, you know, and gets a lot of attention, gets a lot of honks, thumbs up, or <laughs> I voted for you, you know, and it's pretty inspiring, you know, and in the beginning we had made these door hangers. And so we were going around hanging them on all the doors. And then I started thinking, well, you know, we got that special list for for voters that always vote. So so I started going to these addresses, knocking on the door and getting 10 feedback. Right. You know, and, you know, because at first I didn't want to knock on too many doors because, you know, people were afraid and and stuff. But yeah. But then I started hearing, well, um, I got this door hanger, but I haven't spoken to him yet. And I'm like, well, how do you battle that? And I go, okay, well, I'll start knocking on the door. And uh, just that one-on-one communication by the candidate um, is is so valuable. So that's what we're doing right now. And and uh, and we've had a couple of uh, not small social events, like one at one at Closter Park with 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 the city workers and we we, everyone was very far away and uh that turned out to be a pretty powerful meeting and then we uh we're going to have another one with the with the um with a couple youth groups and uh um a couple of them out uh in in my parking lot at the office at my real estate office and so you know um not too big of not too big of a crowd but but decent size, but everybody just stays apart. Yeah, it's kind of and a, with their mask on, of course. Yeah. I'm curious if you wanna, if you could elaborate a little bit on like your dad and your dad was a, a, a he 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 was involved politically, and that mm-hmm. was the story for you. And but then you have not done it until now. I mean, wh- why didn't you do it before, and why are you doing it now? Well, when when I was younger, I. Uh, growing up he he he, well he was a retired deputy sheriff and a retired real estate agent and so i don't know um i worked at knob hill foods for 20 years i was a commercial plumber for eight and then i busted up my shoulder and uh you know how you are when you when you're a kid uh, you have the whole world figured out you're married you have your kids you have your house and everything's great well then i got a divorce and i lost my house and and so i hurt myself on on the job and one day i'm with him and he uh and i don't know it just blurted out oh, i think i'm gonna get my real estate license and he pulls over and he goes yeah right I, i've been telling you that for 25 years how come now and he goes well uh, watch me and so then i went over to the to my broker's uh uh, office the following day and he gave me the keys because he knew my dad and my sister-in-law worked there and uh, I studied for two and a half months seven days a week 12 hour days I don't know what got into me and I passed my first time and ever since then it's it's been uh, it's been going very well in real estate um, the uh, the the political thing um, I think well I think because being in being a realtor, I have my own schedule. Uh, I'm a business owner now for for my company, and it gives me a lot of flexible time. So I think that's why. And because we had all we, me and my dad had always talked about it, 
you know, and all the, you know, everybody knows my dad, his name's Ted Barrera. And uh, um, when I first started doing real estate, he gave me his whole database. So uh, I put, I put everybody in my database. And, uh, and the inspiring thing is, nowadays when i'm doing forums or when i knock on people's doors they always say aren't you ted's son and i'm like yes you know him and everybody has their own story about my dad and uh you know it's still fresh and um i still have a hard time keep you know keeping the emotions in but um just like gary carnes i i saw gary carnes a little earlier and he told me yeah i bought my first house from your dad and I'm like, wow. And then gave me a story about uh, at, at the sheriff's department, you know, and, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's why it's my times now mm-hmm. because I've, uh, oh, and, and also because of all my um, service in the, in the community, you know, with LULAC and with Steinbeck Rotary and I'm an ELK member. I serve on numerous uh, boards and committees. Mm-hmm. I'm a commissioner on the civil rights board. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm even on the interview panel for the Salinas Police Department, you know, and so I, I uh, you know, I, I truly believe in service before oneself. And uh, yeah, that, that's me. Does being in an organization like LULAC, do you think that gives you a different perspective into some of the problems? Because they deal with like farm working, farm worker mm-hmm. stuff and all that. Right? I'm sorry Civil to rights. LULAC for not knowing your Civil your, rights, your yeah. history as much on, as, I, as I should. <laughs> as, as I have some books up there that I got to read. Um, but do you think uh, being part of that organization kind of allowed you to to see the world differently or see the problems in the city differently? Oh, most definitely. I uh, like I said, we uh, we get calls all the time about uh, people that are treated unjustly with people that you know um, ha- have complaints uh, against law enforcement or or school districts or or. Um, or unlawful evictions or section eight issues. I mean, wow. You know, and, and every single phone call we get, we do our best, you know, as soon as we get the phone call, we go ahead and meet them and, 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 and and talk about what happened to them and uh, uh, try and use our resources. Um, When I, when I, uh, when I um, took over presidency, um, I decided to bring back the LULAC black and white ball and that's our main fundraiser for a scholarship fund. And now I'm proud to uh, say that, that we have 70 sponsors for the LULAC black and white ball. It's, yeah. it's an amazing event. Claudia's uh, attended a, a couple of times. Right. And, um, and this year I'm so proud that we were able to give out 61 scholarships oh, wow. and, and, and to just serve our community like that is is it's right there that that's self-rewarding you know and uh and and all the contacts all the relationships all everything that goes along with that is 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 uh is a true testament on how much i'm involved in the community in the community and you know everybody calls me asking me you know we need this we need that we need this you know the issues in in salinas the issues you know and uh and I think that's a great um, platform to bring to, you know, being mayor of Salinas. 
Let me ask you something. You mentioned something that is very interesting about how people call to you and ask for help and you're very willing and open to to help, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the job of the mayor is you would be serving 150,000 people. Mm -hmm. And um, I know you're a very powerful person, but I don't see you serving 150,000 people. That's too many people to serve <laughs> at the same time. So that would mean that you would have to make alliances and 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 have people, you know, help you help them. So oh, how are you how are you at building coalitions and alliances so oh, you can help others? Great. Uh, I I think I'm pretty good at that. Uh, I know how to bring people together. Um, you know, when, once elected, I'm going to be creating um, committees, and uh, you know, I have to. Look, I'll have to do a little bit of delegating. You know, and uh, when you know when when somebody calls in about housing, you know, I'll I'll, I'll have them. I'll refer to my housing expert. You know, I I think I'm. I think it's. I got a pretty good plan, you know, and uh, citywide, you know, and that that'll cover a, a broad spectrum of, of different issues. Mm -hmm. So one thing that we we really like to ask is, um, is do you read? And I mean, I guess that sounds kind of strange, but like, well, or any, what books have influenced your process? Because do you read kind of sounds like, have you read in the last week? But I mean, I don't care if you read when you were 10 or whatever, but like what books throughout life have, have influenced you? Um, right now, I really don't have too much extra time to read, but uh, I, uh, I, I, I was, I was reading the, the book. Um, what was the name of the book? Chained Eagle, oh, by, by Mr. Alvarez. Oh, Alvarez, yeah, that was, yes. that was the high school yes. I went to. <laughs> you know, uh, I I I read my Bible every morning, and um, you know, whenever I have, whenever I have a little bit of time, I I I sit I sit down and read. But that's about it. Yeah, no, it's it is tough. Again, I, I sitting I down to read takes page, a lot. I read one page yeah. a night, and then I. I'm, I fall asleep. So yeah, I totally, totally, <laughs> right? totally get yeah. it. Yeah. That I like that question. Cause I just like to see what people read, but I'm like, yeah. man, sometimes I feel kind of like you should be reading more, but it's like, no, I don't really care. Like, uh, yeah. um, that, uh, yeah. Cause again, I myself, it's not like I read a right. book a week or anything. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what my mom tells me. <laughs> you should read more. And I go, I know mother, but uh, uh, when I get home, uh, I work long days yeah. when I get home. Uh, I, 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 I'm I exhausted. I used to read a lot more when I was in in college and high school. Like and and actually, to your question, I feel like the books that have influenced me more are books that I read like twenty, fifteen years right, ago. Yeah. The books that I read now, it's like, oh, this is good, this is bad. Um, I would yeah. have written it better. Yeah, would I, yeah. Well, no, I would be like, I would be because I'm so tired. I was like. Um, I, I know I read this paragraph, but maybe I have to read it again. And so I read the same page like 500 times. And I still need to read your book, too. You still need? Oh, my goodness. Up, well, the and next time there. I see you, I'm going to quiz you on it. I, I bought your book back when you were a special guest speaker at our at Rotary LULAC, meeting. At your LULAC meeting, right? Rotary? Or at, LULAC? at the Rotary meeting, I, be, I believe. Oh, really? Yes. At the uh, yeah. Salsal Rotary? No, when we met over at the Steinbeck Center. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so it's been a while. It's time at Rotary. Yes, oh, my God. Yeah, it's been a while. Yes, oh. I know it has been. And it's right there on my counter. All right. Well, <laughs> let's get to it. I will. <laughs>
So the two biggest industries to get back into the interview here, the two biggest industries in the county are obviously hospitality and ag. Mm -hmm. Um, Both are, are struggling in their own way. But one thing that I find interesting is that, especially with the hospitality, a lot of the work is on the peninsula. A lot of the workers are in Salinas. Mm-hmm. Um, so how can the peninsula and Salinas work together? Because, I mean, there's traffic issues, there's water issues, and it, it seems like, oh, they're, it's a different city and, and, you know, they have their own issues, but really we're so interconnected. Um, so how can the city of Salinas work with other cities to figure out, I guess, like a regional, you know, because again, it, those problems are countywide. So basically, how can, how can, how do you think we we can work with the Monterey Peninsula? Well, you, you're probably referring to the the lettuce curtain, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what people love to call it, and that's I mean, it's a real thing. It. It, yeah, it, it's it a it's a real thing, and it's strange because. Yeah, it's just twenty minutes away. It, it, yeah, it's 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 a hop, skip, and a jump away. And I think that in order to address that issue, takes a very good relationship with the county and and with other cities. Um, just like right now, the uh, the city of Monterey is working on housing for teachers. You know, yeah. and 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 I had talked to superintendent here in Salinas about that, and that's on his radar. And it, it would be great if there could be housing for the hospitality worker, you know, yeah. halfway or maybe in Seaside or Marina. I mean, they they have a, a lot of land over there. Yeah. I would love to see a program like that. And so, but what what uh, what helps out with that is having great relationships and just sitting down and having a conversation. You know, that's how that's how everything starts. So that would be on my radar to to try and address that situation. Yeah, that's um, yeah. Again, that, that to me is so weird that we're seem so separate. It's mm-hmm. like we're just twenty minutes yeah. away. Even with the real estate uh, uh, business, uh, the, there there's that line, <laughs> and I never understood it. You know, because we should all be working together. You know, but in reality, is. Uh, for some reason, we don't. There's a, uh, pro- have you heard of a program called Cahoots that is based of Eugene, Oregon? And it's a program that helps uh, people in distress get services, but not by calling the police, but by calling this program. Have you heard about that? No, no. Well, the reason why I asked about it is because a colleague of mine in Voices of Monterey Bay put together a proposal to put together something like that here in Monterey County, uh, some sort of a, an emergency unit that would provide services to people in distress. So the resources that are allocated for police would just be, so the police, the, the law enforcement would just be assisting with robberies and things that are more necessary for law enforcement kind of thing. But mm-hmm. but the, the resources that are needed for for people in distress would be different. Is that something yeah. that would um, be, you be, you know, what do you think about something like that? I would be very interested in something like that. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and I hope you're taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, uh, a program like that would, would be very useful here in Salinas. And uh, what, what uh, could I talk to you about that more? Again, after the, you, Yes, we, well, there, we have, um, and Voices of Monterey Bay has that proposal in the, so you can look it up, and it's called React, and it's on the Voices of Monterey page. So. Okay, great, thank you. Yeah, sure. Wow. Yeah. One of my 
favorite, or this is what I consider my fun question. <laughs> so my fun question, the fantasy question, that the the magic wand question that I keep calling it. Um, if you had a magic wand that you could just wave over the city, um, and we would fast forward ten or fifteen years, what do you think? What would the city look like to you? Do you, you know? Are yeah. we? Hundred story buildings all over the place, highways all over the place. What, what does know. Salinas look like? 10, 15 years from now, I would yeah. like to see Veranda be a four laner, maybe six laner. I would like to see our homeless housed. Um, I would like to see driving down Chinatown, all it be all cleaned up and and uh, every all, all of our businesses thriving. I would like to see people getting along and not be so divided. I would I would like to see Dick Bruins have a purpose. <laughs> you know, I grew up in Dick Bruins. Um, right across the alley. From yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're right here. Yeah. Um, the El Ray Theater, you know, I would like to see the El Ray Theater have something for our arts, for our children. You know, that would, yeah. that would be, that, that would be a pretty, nice uh nice thing to see i would like the l cell vibrancy program to be funded you know um because uh that side of town gets ignored all the time and it seems and i I don't mean to speak for you but from what you've said a little in this interview you believe a lot of the people that can achieve these goals are already in the city but they just kind of haven't Nobody's kind of got them all together to work towards it. I like to see transparency. I like to see transparency so everybody in the community has a voice. And what and just what you said, yeah. a lot of people feel like they're ignored and not listened to by their city leaders. That's what I would like to see. Well, um, Chris, uh, thank you so much for being here. I think that... Uh, We've covered all the questions that we wanted to ask you. I don't know if there's anything else you think we the listeners should know about you or wanna wanna give a final pitch for your candidacy for mayor. Your final thoughts. My final <laughs> thoughts. Yes, yes. <laughs> um I I believe that I am well vested in our community. I'm I, I'm from Salinas. Uh, um Salinas is ingrained in me and my uh my parents my dad always used to tell me, leave Salinas, go, go, go venture out in the world and go see what the whole world is about. But um, I'm not leaving Salinas ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I'm a lifelong resident of Salinas. I, I'm not going, to, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here to serve. It, it, it's, it's built in me. Um, I, I'm already doing the work right now. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I represent the community. I, re- I represent everybody in, in our, in our community. And, uh, it'd be an honor to serve Salinas, uh, as mayor. So, uh, I would appreciate, uh, your vote on November 3rd. Well, thank you for coming to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. All right.